Welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. And I hear if you are listening or watching on Spotify, you might actually be able to see me. So hello for everyone else listening. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you are ready to learn some English. But before we get to the lesson, if you could do me a huge favor, give this a like, leave a review if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting platform. It really helps other people find the lessons and learn English. Again, thank you so much for watching or listening. Hope this helps. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome, everybody, to this live lesson about the 4th of July. Huge shout out to Bob the Canadian. If you are here from his channel, thank you so much. Yeah, this live lesson is going to be about the actual holiday, the 4th of July, what Americans eat on the 4th of July. That is so important, right? Food, at least to most Americans. And then we're also going to talk about some of the activities that Americans might do on that holiday. And I might have a couple English phrasal verbs that we use on 4th of July, like blow up. We'll also talk a little bit about the history of the United States, how we gained our independence. So there will be a short history lesson at the beginning. And if you ever are thinking about becoming an American citizen, this might be helpful information. Also, a little later, my wife, Jamie, will join us. So we'll have a real conversation about the 4th of July, what we like to do, some of our family traditions we have about the 4th of July. But before we get started, I'd like to say hello to a couple of people. Yulia is here. Casey is here. Natalia. Musa, hope you're doing well. Betty Lou, of course, is here. Harry from Indonesia is here. Mega, welcome. All right, before we go too much further, let's bring in Jamie. She is my wife. I love this thumbnail right here. Now, I know I made the thumbnail for this lesson, but I think the thumbnail looks even better because Jamie is in it. She always makes my thumbnails look better. So, Jamie, where is she? She's coming on. I think. Hang on. Just a second. There she is. Where is she? She's she's right there. She's small, <laughs> but we can make her bigger. Jamie, what is going on? Hi, everyone. How you doing? So, I guess my first question for you, before we get too far into the lesson, is what are your favorite things about the 4th of July? Well... My favorite thing, um, really just being with family, being able to relax. It's a very relaxing holiday where we just sit around, um, talk. We eat some really, really great food, see some fireworks. The kids get to swim. Sometimes we swim if it's really hot. 
Um, I just like to relax, just be in a really relaxed family setting on the 4th of July. Yeah. And we will get into some of that fireworks, barbecue. I don't have swimming, but we can talk about that in a little bit just because maybe not everybody has a pool. And I don't think, I don't think you want us to Natalia says we want you (laughs) and Jamie to sing the anthem. Yeah, no, um, that would be bad. Yeah, that would not be good. I think there are 28 people in the stream right now. By the time I am done singing, there probably won't be any. Jamie, Jamie might even leave. I'm not sure. So that would not be good. I am not going to sing. I can't even think of the first line. Oh, oh, oh I was thinking, oh, Canada from Bob the Canadian's lesson. Um, do you know the first line of our national anthem? I do. What is it? Is it, oh, say, can you see? Yes, it is. It is. Oh, say, can you see? By the dawn's early light. That, that's it. That's it. Moving on. Hey, Danny's here from France. Hope you're doing well, Danny. Hey, Leticia's here too from Brazil. One thing that happened on the last live lesson that I did not even see, and that was um, Lila left a super chat. I'm like, how did that happen? I would be such a jerk if I didn't at least thank her. And after the stream was done, it popped up like, oh, Layla left the super chat. So here we go. A little something for you. Hey, thank you so much for the super chat. All right, Layla, thank you so much. So I'm going to try to pull this up. There we go. So there is the thumbnail. And here is the first term, and it is simply the fourth. A lot of Americans will simply say the fourth. I mean, the fourth of July is very long. There are a lot of syllables. So if you want to sound cool, if you want to sound like a native speaker, you can just say, hey, what are you doing on the fourth? And at the bottom of the screen, sometimes I will have a sentence that you can practice shadowing with. And if you don't know what shadowing is, it is when you repeat what the teacher says. Or if you're really advanced, try to say it right along with me. Some Americans will simply call the 4th of July the 4th. Any thoughts so far? And occasionally... Oh, there goes Jamie. Come on. There's Jamie. And sometimes I will stop the lesson, get a quote from Jamie if she has one, and I will check the chat in case there are any questions. You can simply leave your questions in the chat mode. He knew it. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? That's the end of that one. Okay. Any, any thoughts on the fourth, Jamie? Uh, no, great thumbnail. We do call it the fourth. Just everybody. I mean, we don't I actually I think all year if you said, oh, on the fourth, we did this, they would know that you were talking about July 4th. Yeah, just sort of is very common to not say July 4th, just to say, what do you have going on on the fourth? September 4th. It's not not really important. November 4th. Mm, no. Yeah. So the fourth. Hey, what did you do on the fourth? Jamie and I are both teachers, so we sort of have the summer off, 
And when you get back to school, one of your colleagues, one of your other teachers may say, hey, how was your fourth? Did you have a good fourth? All right, the next one here, I'm going to talk about independence or independent because the very formal term for the 4th of July, the things that you will see written on calendars, probably going to be Independence Day. So we probably want to talk a little bit about what independence is. And in this slide, you can see, well, there is a little kid and it looks like he's making a sandwich. So we could say that about younger people. If they are independent, they do a lot of things on their own. They don't need a lot of help. If you look at the older people in that car, sometimes older people, we say it's a good thing if they are independent. Because as we all know, when you get older, you know, it gets a little harder to do things. It gets a little harder to walk. So if you can still drive in your 90s, maybe we should talk really briefly about our neighbor, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> we, we have a neighbor yeah. and he lives by himself. He and his wife live by themselves and they are pretty independent. I think he's 91, but at some point, the family told him, listen, you need to stop driving. So he lost a little bit of his independence. Jamie, do you have any stories about our neighbor? Uh, yeah, he's a sweet man. They're, they're both really sweet people. Um, and it's very unfortunate what he's going through um, because they are so independent. And uh, he's in really, really good health other than his memory. Um, so, he, I mean, the only story that I really have, um, you know, was the time with the ladder when he was trying oh. to, uh, it was summertime. So they were trying to put in their summer screens and their yard where he had had the ladder with the windows is very, very uneven. Um, and I just happened to look out the window and see him on the ladder, very uneven. So we quickly ran out there and grabbed the ladder so he wouldn't fall, um, I think their family now really comes over more each each day just to check on them. But yeah, the wife is still really all with it, very independent herself. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate, but they're still. I mean, to be that independent at that age is is. I hope I'm like that someday. Yeah, for sure. And if this is your first time seeing Jamie speak, some <laughs> people like. No, I think it's a good thing though, Jamie. Um, some people like to hear that real English conversation. She is a teacher. She is a PE mm -hmm. teacher. So she will speak more like you will hear native English speakers speak. I am an English teacher. So I tend to speak a little more clearly and maybe explain some of the things that are difficult. So I think it's good to hear both of us speak. One, I hope you're understanding 80% of what I'm saying. And then maybe with Jamie, not as much, but it will really help your listening comprehension. What do you say? We, Jonathan said, like, let's get some fireworks. And <laughs> we are getting to fireworks. Absolutely. We are going to talk about blowing up some fireworks. All right. What does Natalia said? What about the shapes? Do oh, the shops. I don't have my glasses. What about the shops? Do Walmart or 7-Eleven put their aisles 
put in their aisles. Fourth of July decorations. Um, what do you think, Jamie? Fourth of July is um, I'm gonna move back a little bit. Do they go all out for Fourth of July? It sounds like our I'm... dog is uh, drinking water. Oh, can you hear him? No, it's okay. But if if you're wondering what that noise is, I think it's a uh, Hank drinking. Um, I would say Walmart probably has a lot of things out, like house decorations. They have a couple of aisles dedicated to it. Um, I don't really see too many shops decorating anymore. When I was younger, I would say people went all out. But, you know, I think things are getting really expensive now. Things are really sometimes hard to get. Um, so, yeah, I don't really see too many shops decorating. 7-Eleven for sure doesn't decorate, but Walmart does yeah. have things for your home and things like that. So, um, yeah, not not too much decor. I'm trying to think of another business that – that would, but I can't really think of one. No. And the sad thing about the 4th of July, if you work at 7-Eleven, there's a chance you're working today. I don't know if Walmart is open, but um, Bob the Canadian, it is. So Bob the Canadian in his lesson said that almost everything shuts down for Canada Day on July 4th, the 4th, Monday, there's a good chance that many Americans actually do still have to work. All right. Harry from Indonesia says, yeah, Jamie speaks so fast, but my ears are getting used to it. Very nice. And that's the ultimate goal is for you to eventually be able to understand native speakers when they speak naturally. So I think this can be very helpful. The next one. It's a little bit more difficult to pull these up when there is another person here. Mm. All right, really quickly, I am going to talk about why we celebrate Independence Day or why we celebrate the 4th of July. So we gained our independence from a country you might have heard of, and that is England. And to do that, the United States fought a war. Oh, yeah. Did we ever? Yeah. We talked about the ladder, how uh, missed, uh, the our neighbor almost fell, which was uh, scary. But hey, he's he's a trooper. He tries really hard. Um, did I talk about this here? Independence. I forgot a couple banners here. If you are independent, you do not need anyone's help. That is a very basic definition for independence. If you have independence, you are more free. So independence, that would be the, the noun. You have independence. Independent is the adjective. That's how you would describe something or somebody. So the United States, actually called the colonies back then, but we'll talk about that in a minute. The United States fought the Revolutionary War to gain their independence. And if you are studying to become an American citizen, one of the things they might ask you about is this document. It is the Declaration of Independence. Very big terms right there. The Declaration of Independence. Hopefully you know now what independence is. Let's talk about what declaring is. Basically, declare it's a very formal way to say, say, you, you say something 
Like, I declare I will have pancakes for breakfast tomorrow morning. Now, no native English speaker would say that. That is just way too formal. You'd probably say, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to have pancakes in the morning. But when it is very formal, we might use declare. For instance, one country might declare war on another country. Well, the United States did declare war on the United on, on England. But before we did that, or they did that, I wasn't around at the time, they sent a letter to the King of England, King George, I believe, saying, formally, we no longer need you. We are independent. We can govern ourselves. And they did that with the Declaration of Independence. And it starts off with, we the people. And if you see that guy right there, that man's name, John Hancock, it's kind of famous. It's a famous name in the United States. And I'm not sure. I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking. Would you like to uh, talk a little bit? No, you don't have to. About uh, Not John Hancock, <laughs> the man. Like who, who cares about that? But in normal, everyday English, when you hear John Hancock, Jamie, what do mm -hmm. you think of? Uh, well, we often say, I need your John Hancock on this document. And that just means that they need your signature on it. It's a very famous signature in the United States. So that's the first thing that I think of when I hear John Hancock. And I think that's I, what most, what's that? I think I've actually seen the document that he signed when yeah. we went to Washington, D.C. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. it, I think so. If you go to the National Archives in Washington, D.C., you can actually see because there were several copies of the Declaration of Independence. Obviously, one went over to the King of England saying, yeah, we don't need you anymore. And then there were a couple other copies. And I think we did see the actual mm -hmm. document in Washington, D.C., in the National Archives. So, yeah, like Jamie was saying, oh, where'd you go? Why do I always do that? Mm -hmm. um, if somebody says, hey, I need your John Hancock. That means they need your signature. You need to sign something. All right, let's check the chat just to make sure there are no questions. All right, Natalia, always some great questions here. She is wondering to declare, can that be similar, similar to ordain? Well, for me, the first thing I hear when I think ordain, I think something religious so it could be, but I think if somebody ordains something, it's very formal, but also has something to do with religion. Yes, Dan's English lessons say the signature, the signature. All right, Pietro, learn Italian with songs. He's sorry for being late. That's okay. We, uh, we normally go on Saturdays, but tomorrow... We have a very busy day, so we can't go live tomorrow. But Faez is here. Welcome. Welcome. Um, good phrase. To leave one to their own devices. Where did that come from? That's a good one, though. Um, if you say to leave one to their own devices, it basically means they have independence and you are going to let them either fail on their own or 
thrive on their own, but you are not going to get in the way. You are not going to help them like it. All right. Here's your John Hancock. That's what I hear lately all the time. Nicely done. Wait, what? July 11th. What is it? I'm missing things in the chat, but that's okay. It's okay. 7-Eleven. Oh, yes, I did get oh. kicked out of 7-Eleven. I did. Yeah. I went into one and I didn't get it on camera, but the lady said, hey, what are you doing? Um, recording? Yeah, you can't do that here. And then the other lady, I was recording and I thought she was going to say, hey, you got to get out. She was like, nah, look around, look around. So, all right, I did. We saw the inside of a, of a 7-Eleven. All right, let's see. John Wedge. Hey, welcome, man. If you are new here, hey, don't forget to uh, subscribe so you never miss a lesson and maybe hit that like button if you're getting some English. And I do feel I am speaking a little more quickly than usual. I'm not sure if yep. it's because Jamie is here or not. It's common to say John Hancock instead of signature or only sometimes uh, 50-50, 50-50 probably. You think? Probably more common to say signature. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But just in case you hear John Hancock. All right, the next one. Hey, you are welcome. Everything is going well here so far. But we are early. Declaration of Independence. The next one is the Stars and Stripes. And Jamie actually reminded me about this. Our flag is sometimes just called the Stars and the Stripes. And if you've ever seen our flag, that dog is holding one in his mouth. There are stars and there are stripes. Just in case you don't know what stripes are, a zebra has stripes. It's basically where there are two or more colors and they're like in very small strips. Hopefully you know the word strip. But that is a zebra with stripes. And this flag also has red and white stripes. I declare. We don't, we don't say that. I declare. You might hear the U.S. flag called the stars and the stripes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I should ask this as a trivia question. Does anyone know how many stars there are on the U.S. flag? How many stars? I mean, I suppose I can make it bigger for you. I suppose you could count them all. I don't know. I think there's a little piece missing. But hopefully somebody in the... Oh, should I take it away? Somebody in the chat probably knows. Wait, five? 50, 51? Why are people saying 51? So close. Giovanni, hope you're doing well. 50 or 52? Mm, mm, mm. Boom. There are 50. There are 50. Fayez is close. How did he know my next question would be how many stripes? Mm. 50 stars. 50 stars. There you go. Don't, don't need to spam the chat. Just... 50 stars, and then how many stripes? And we're going to talk about what each of those things mean. The number means something. 50 stripes, 
Sorry. 50 stars. How many stripes? This is a tough one. Boom. Arya. Gut why there are 50 stars. Because we have 50 states. We've had 50 states for the longest time ever. Before there were flags with like 38. They would have to make a new flag with like 39 if we got another state. But here, it's been since 1959, I believe, that we have had 50. Giovanni says, Puerto Rico is nearly to become the 51st state with a bunch of laughs at the end. Yeah, there has been talk for a while that Puerto Rico would become the 51st state. But that talk has been happening for a long time. And I don't think there is any reason to, to, uh, that they want to, um, you okay, Jamie? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Um, that they want to, uh, to come in, uh, to the union here. I think they keep saying no. All right. Yulia counted each one came up with 50 and Hansa came up with 13 stripes. There are 13 stripes because before the United States became the United States, it was something called colonies. They were the states before there were actually states. Before the United States became a country, there were colonies and there are 13 original colonies. You might get that on a question if you're trying to become a United States citizen. The next one is the red, white, and blue. This is how we call the flag sometimes. We will not say the white, red, and blue. It's always the the red, white, and blue. The red, white, and blue. And you can see those children. They are drawing a U.S. flag on the sidewalk with chalk. Uh, Yeah, a star for every state, basically. All right. Any any thoughts, Jamie, that you would like to say while this lesson is going on? Anything that I'm forgetting? No, I think you've covered the flag. I mean, it's, it's beautiful to see when it's flying. I love to see our flag when it's really big, um, flying like on a crane if there's construction going on or just um, against a really nice blue sky. So, but I think you covered the flag pretty well. Oh, thank you. I think I think it's important to know that I. Th- think in America that there has to be one in every single classroom. Um, And um, I'm not sure if it's required that we say the pledge, but I know that at my school, we say the pledge every morning. It's not a requirement for every student, but it is something that we do every day. Yeah. um, We do say the pledge every morning. It might be a little strange. It feels a little strange to me, but literally Mm -hmm. most people put their hand on their heart and they pledge, like, they'll be faithful. They will be true to the flag. It is a little weird. It is a little weird. Yeah, and I don't think, I know at least for my students, I don't think they really get the significance of why we do that every day. Yeah, I'm not sure. Kind of what we call going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. The next one is a barbecue, and you will see that shortened BBQ barbecue and a cookout and i know jamie do you you have um 
you're going to be, uh, you have other things that you have to do today. Um, did you want to say anything else before you have to get going? I don't need to get going. Oh, you don't need I'm, to? No. Well, you're oh. my ride, so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I will, uh, but I I can, will hurry. What's no, that? If you, don't have, if you don't have anything else for me to say. Oh, okay. I'm good. Well, I, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, Jamie, if you ever want to uh, hop back on, just let me know. Okay. Are you, you don't have to go anywhere? I don't. You're my ride. Okay. We only have one car oh. today. I'm just, okay, my da- right. our daughter is texting us really quickly. So. Okay. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, the next one here is barbecue, barbecue. And I do have a banner, I think right here for you. Wait, no, I don't have a banner. This right here. It's harder when there are two people here, to be honest. Mm. A soldier might say, I fought for the red, white, and blue. So in some people who are really patriotic, they really like the flag. They might say they bleed red, white, and blue. Mm. If someone really loves the U.S., they might bleed red, white, and blue. There's something funky going on. I do not have any recent comments here, but Mary from Iran is in here. What is going on, Mary? Hope you're doing well. Look at mode. He actually spelled that for us. Pledge of allegiance. Yeah. Every morning in school. But one of the things that Americans might do on the fourth is to have a cookout. They might go over to a friend's house or someone in their family We often go to my brother's house and we have a cookout and you might have hot dogs or hamburgers if you are not a vegetarian, or you might have some grilled corn. You might also hear backyard barbecue. And that's exactly what that, that man is doing right there. It looks like, or that person, it looks like he is grilling on the grill, grilling can be a verb. I don't know what he is grilling. Maybe kebabs. Jamie, I do have a question. Yep. What is your favorite thing to eat at a barbecue? Mm, I would say probably hamburgers. That would be my first choice. And then my second would be the red hot dogs that we have here in Maine. Nice. Bun or no bun? Um, Probably no bun with a hamburger, but a bun with a hot dog. Cheese or no cheese? Definitely cheese. Just on the burger, though. And if you ever come to the United States and you're at a barbecue, those are some questions they might ask you. Hey, do you want a hamburger or a hot dog? Unfortunately, if you are a vegetarian, there are probably not as many options for you. We will talk about potato salad in a minute. But somebody might ask you, hey, bun or no bun? So that's like the breading that comes with the hamburger or the hot dog. Hey, cheese or no cheese? You want mustard? Ketchup? How do you take your burger normally, Jamie? Uh, I do ketchup, mustard, and pickles and cheese. Pretty pretty classic. Yeah, sounds good to me. No relish. I don't like relish unless it's dill. But most of the time, the relish people have is sweet. I don't like the sweet relish. So stay away from the relish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a relish guy. 
I think. Um, but I do like to have sauerkraut on my hot dog. Mm, sauerkraut. Maybe I should do an English lesson on condiments <laughs> one day. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a relish guy. I do have that lesson coming out soon. When you're not a fan of something, you can simply say just whatever you're not a fan of. If you don't like it, you can just add guy or girl at the end. So I'm not a relish guy. Like I don't eat relish, but I'm a hot dog guy. I'm a hot dog guy. I'll, I'll eat hot. Dog. I'm a potato salad guy too. Let's talk about potato mm-hmm. salad here. No, you're not a potato salad girl. Um, I do like potato salad, but most of the time people put uh, hard boiled eggs in their potato salad and I'm not a fan of those. So uh, that can be problematic. Yeah. The eggs, Jamie is not an egg girl. We wouldn't say that though, right? <laughs> you don't like eggs. No, not, not too much. So a couple different ways you might grill is between a, a charcoal grill here or a gas grill. So let's talk about the gas first. And it does look like this person doesn't mind meat because it looks like their grill is filled with meat. So apologies to any vegetarians in the audience watching, but this person cooks with gas. So gas is flammable, which means it will light on fire. And one of the types of gas or at least the main types of gas you would use in a gas grill is propane. And I just happened to go to the gas station not too long ago, and I filmed a short video about how you might get a propane tank here in the United States. It was not at a 7-Eleven, but it was at a, a gas station we have called Cumberland Farms. All right, I'm here at a gas station, and that is where you can get most propane tanks. If you need a new one, it's about $70, but if you only want to exchange your empty one for one that's filled, it costs about $24. They keep them locked in there for safety because they are flammable. And just a reminder, flammable means it can catch on fire. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Hope that helped you a little bit. We got out of the uh, the house for a minute and visited a gas station to see some propane, propane tanks. Very popular here in the United States. But another way you could grill your food is with charcoal. And in that person's hands, they have what we call charcoal. Takes a little longer to heat up the coals, but in my opinion, it tastes a little bit better when you have food mm. on a charcoal grill. Do you have any thoughts on charcoal versus gas, Jamie? Um, so time, if you're looking time-wise, a charcoal grill takes a lot longer to get ready, to heat up. So you need to start it really early, usually before people get there. Um, and a gas grill just automatically starts for you when you turn on the gas. So it's really all about you know time when you're using one or the other. But I do prefer you know, on charcoal, it does taste better for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. 
It takes longer with the charcoal. And I don't know if it's worth it, though. I mean, it definitely tastes better. But like you said, it takes longer for the coals to heat up. There's a phrasal verb right there, to heat up. And then there's a mess after with charcoal. Mm. So we use gas here. but uh, And the food tastes pretty good, but uh, it's better with charcoal. Just takes too much time. Yawen, how are you? Vegetarians can eat corn, bell peppers, and s'mores. And s'mores are coming up. That was uh, Jamie uh, reminded me to add s'mores. We will end today with s'mores. Thank you for saying that, Yawen. All right, Manuel, what if you don't eat beef for a while? Vegetarian diets are so good. Yeah, and I know there are probably people watching that will not eat pork and will not eat beef or maybe any kind of meat. Um, but usually barbecues on the fourth are synonymous with meat. And when something is synonymous, it means it goes together. So in the United States, peanut butter is synonymous with jelly. They just kind of go together. Jamie and I, are synonymous. We we go together. We've been together for a long time. Yet Natalia says propane tanks are a bit oh, question. Propane tanks are a bit dangerous or totally safe? Can they start a fire in your house? That's a good question. And if you um saw those propane tanks in the video, they were behind a cage because they can explode. I'm not going to say they're not dangerous at all. It doesn't happen very often, but you can inhale. Um, in English, we call it carbon monoxide. So if you're heating something with propane in a tight space that doesn't have good ventilation, some very good, uh, very big vocabulary words there, uh, you might have uh, some serious problems. So it's not exactly totally. It's not. The answer is no. It's not totally safe. You got to be careful. Got to be careful. Yeah. Mary says, I like the smell of charcoal. It makes me feel nostalgic about my past memories. Absolutely. Um, last night, Jamie and I were out walking and uh, we smelled somebody was having a campfire. They were having a bonfire in their backyard and we were smelling it. And remembering some of the good times that maybe we had s'mores by campfire, <laughs> some toasted marshmallows. Look at that. Cecilia, she knows how it is. I mean, Argentinian barbecues, right? In Argentina, we use charcoal or firewood. Takes longer, but tastes so good. I mean, I hard to argue. Hard to argue. Giovanni, we rarely see a barbecue without type of charcoal here in Brazil. Oh, I don't know how to say that. No, I've never gone to that restaurant. Fogo de Chao. I'm just messed that up. It sounds like fire though. Something fire maybe in uh, Portuguese. And Reza, hey, good to see you in here. Handling propane tanks can be dangerous if not used safely. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, the next one, charcoal. To start a charcoal grill, you need lighter fluid. Jamie reminded me of this. Lighter fluid, it is liquid. So it looks like water, 
you could uh, put it into a glass. You would not want to though, because again, this stuff is flammable and it starts the charcoal coals on fire. So again, propane, very dangerous. Lighter fluid, very dangerous. You have to be a trained professional sometimes during a backyard barbecue. <laughs> the next one, I always get rid of it. The next one, again, this is from Jamie. She reminded me, hey, don't forget about the hot dog eating contest we have here in the United States. I am going to try to pull up the hot dog eating contest information. Would you like to talk a little bit about, Jamie, the hot dog eating contest? Sure. Um, it originally started in New York City. There's a famous hot dog brand, and I can't think of it. I can only see like the green and yellow. It's Nathan's. Um, it's called Nathan's. Nathan's. Yes, Nathan's. Um, and it's they see how many hot dogs they can eat in a certain time frame. Uh, it's really disgusting, but it's actually televised here in the United States. There's different um, categories for ages and things like that. Um, we've actually watched a documentary on how those people actually they train for this event. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's something that happens every 4th of July. It did start, I think in New York city, but I'm, I think more people around the country are having these on the 4th of July in their towns. Yeah. The big one is still in New York city on Coney Island. And those are some pictures from it. That guy right there that's in most of the pictures, his name is Joey Chestnut. And I think he holds the record. It's like mm -hmm. 70 hot dogs in 10 minutes. So the time limit is 10 minutes. And it's just basically how many hot dogs you can eat in 10 minutes. And uh, I know my son and I, we like watching it. Uh, I don't think, Jamie, are you a fan? I mean, it's pretty gross. It is very gross. I mean, that's, that's a hot dog and the bun. Um, and a lot of times they're dipping the bun in water to make it soft so they can eat it quicker. Um, I just, it's really gross. I just, I mean, if it's on, I'll watch it with you guys, but I don't really like say, Hey, Oh, Hey, let's watch this hot dog eating contest. Yeah. That's one of the traditions that my son and I have is we will find it. It's usually at noon. We'll go to my brother's house after he has a pool. We have a barbecue. Some, we sometimes light off fireworks. We'll talk about those in a minute. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. But usually the 4th of July starts off with uh, the hot dog eating contest. The next one though, potato salad. It seems like every grandmother has a recipe for potato salad. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a salad with potatoes. But you not what I want to do, but you might have a potato salad with mayo, mayo. You might know the term mayonnaise. That is a condiment. A condiment is something you might put on a hamburger, ketchup, mustard, relish. Those are all condiments and kind of the white creamy one is mayonnaise but you will almost always hear a native English speaker say mayo. Hey, do you like your potato salad with mayo or do you like it better with vinegar? Those are 
two types of ways you can have potato salad. I think Americans really like potato salad. There's all kinds of different potatoes you can have, new potatoes, Idaho potatoes we have. Uh, I love potato salad as long as the potatoes are tender. But Jamie, you said you're not a, a potato salad girl. Um, it's not usually my first side that I go to. I actually like uh, mustard potato salad with no egg. Um, I, I vinegar, I, I know um, some people use it, but mustard cannot, I think it's coming. Some people actually mix mayo and mustard together. Those are actually really fancy potato salads that you put on the screen there. But um, I do, I love p- potato salad with mustard mayo mixed together some dill pickles in it and maybe a little bit of cayenne pepper. Um, so pretty plain and simple. I would probably not eat either one of those. Those look too fancy for me. I don't like tomatoes or red onions. So. Mm. Yeah, I would totally try those two. It looks like one of those potato salads, the one on the right has a little bit of dill in it. So mm. I would definitely try that. Well, Giovanni says that mayo reminds me of Wingstop. Hmm. I love Wingstop. We just haven't heard it. I mean, we haven't um, eaten there in a while because there isn't one near us. Uh, do you use this word kerosene referring to water fluid, Brent? Yeah, we do use kerosene. That's a different type of um, that's a different type of gas, and it is not sold where the propane is. Like you can find propane much easier, but th- there is a gas station near us. What's that pl- thing called? The Circle K? Mm-hmm. Or you can get kerosene. Some people use it to light their um, lanterns, kerosene. Um, there are some fancy Zippo lighters that I think they use kerosene, but um, it's not something I've ever gone out to buy. Um, if you're in the United States, though, you might hear K2, and that's another way you'll you'll hear kerosene, K2. Actually, Jamie, there was uh, one year. I have bought kerosene before. There was one year. Do you remember this, Jamie? Yep. There was one, would you like to tell it, or should I, shall I? Doesn't matter whichever one you want to do. I mean, I feel like I talk a lot, so... Take it away, Jamie, if you'd okay. like. Um, so here in the United States, we use what we call heating oil. And I'm not really sure what type of oil it is. I just know it's really expensive and you have to fill up our tank with it. Um, and if you don't fill it up or you go what we call run dry or you go empty, um, it's really expensive to have someone come to your house during non-working hours to fill up your tank. Um, we actually did run out. Um, at this at the old house that we lived at, and we went to YouTube to see what we needed to do, and they said to put kerosene in there. So Brent went to that gas station to fill up um, with kerosene, um, and then I had to look up on YouTube how to. Um, I think it's called bleed the line. Um, I think it is. I couldn't. I couldn't remember it, but I think yep. you're right. Bleed the line. Yep. Um, first, because for some reason you don't want the oil and kerosene to mix together. Um, too much so we had to actually get kerosene a couple of times that weekend it was really it was a really cold weekend but we didn't want to pay the extra money it was cheaper to go get kerosene than to pay somebody to come to our house 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Absolutely. We've done that a couple times. If you've seen the lesson I did last week on weather and I talked about a cold snap, sometimes we try to fill our tank up when it gets to about a quarter of a tank just so we can put like another 100 gallons in. We use gallons in the United States. And if it gets really cold, then everybody wants the oil at the same time. So there have been a couple times where we've had to fill up on kerosene. Unfortunately, mm. it's not fun. It's awful. Mm. No, it's, it's, it's hard. You have to be outside to put it because where you put the oil in, it's always outside the gauge. It's like a little pipe that they just put a hose in. So it's, We've we've only run out of oil once, and that will probably never happen again, just based on that experience. I know the the cold snaps. So when everybody's trying to gobble it up, it's it's hard. I hope it never happens again. Yeah, and just another thing. I mean, most people are what we call are on automatic delivery, where just every month or every three months, the oil company will just come and um, fill up your tank for you without you having to remember. Um, we actually have a gas fireplace and we're on automatic delivery for that. Um, they only have to come once a year cause we don't use it very often, but, um, it's a smart idea to be on automatic delivery. So you don't run out. I'm not sure. I think we try to like get the lowest price a yes. lot of times. That's why we're it's usually cheaper. It's mm-hmm. usually cheaper if you don't do the automatic delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do have a massive propane tank. Maybe I'll put that up on Instagram. I'll go outside mm-hmm. after this lesson and put up that big tank but yeah uh speak english with this guy i think you'll find me on instagram big tank for our fireplace right what else do we got here lots to talk about for the fourth of july this was mentioned earlier i think natalia mentioned it yeah a parade you might go to a parade on the fourth of july we are not a parade family usually it's hot on the fourth of july or it's raining And if, in my opinion, if you've seen one parade, you've seen them all, but it is when marching bands go down the street, floats, I could not find a really good picture of a parade float, but if you know what a parade is, floats are usually driven with a car, they're usually decorations on this float, and um, yeah, I don't know, not really a parade guy. Jamie, any thoughts on parades? Um, I've been in a lot of parades, actually, when I was younger. Um, the dance uh, company that I was with, we always somehow ended up in those parades. I've actually been in a parade as a beauty contest winner, riding on the back of a car when I was younger. Um, but usually, Wait, I know. Hang, what? You, you won a beauty contest? I did when I was in the fourth grade. And we actually, I was in a Christmas parade for that. So we have, we seem to have parades for every holiday, usually around here. So I'm so, married. I'm married to a beauty contest winner. I mean, wow. there's maybe like five people, I'm sure. So maybe not even that many. So, um, but parades are usually really, really hot, especially on 4th of July. 
um, and the streets are really hot because they're black pavement. So um, I don't tend to find them too fun. I love to watch the Christmas one um, in New York City. Uh, or sorry, not Christmas, Thanksgiving parade that they have in New York City from our couch. Um, yeah, we're just not a big parade family. No. Hey, Apple the Frog says, does grilled pork, pork neck, always need uh, charcoal to cook? Can you use anything? Propane gas? Yeah, I think if you if you eat pork, if you're a pork guy or you're a pork girl, you can cook it in many, many different ways. Yeah. I like slow cooked meat too. Mm. Hey, Reza, do we, he says, we're an amazing couple. Thank mm, you, Reza. Thank you. And uh, Yawin says she loves your stories, Jamie. So <laughs> awesome. Cold snaps equal Jack Frost. Or is that an old fashioned word? Yeah. What do you think, Jamie? Do you, I think it might be old fashioned Jack Frost. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm from the South, so I don't even really know like if Jack Frost means cold is coming or cold is leaving. I'm not, I'm not um, really sure. Yeah, I think it's pretty old fashioned, but maybe like my mom's age, I think they told of Jack Frost visiting and he's the person that made your windows all icy, all frosty. So, but yeah, I would think probably pretty old fashioned. Um, and there was a song, Jack, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. I thought you it was that? toast. Maybe it is to I thought it Jack. Uh, nose makes nose makes better sense. <laughs> Freddie Wolf from France. Do you have to use the word gas in different ways to understand whether we speak about cars, barbecue, mm -hmm. or heating? Thanks. That is a great question. Jamie, would you like to answer or shall I? Uh sure. So we use the word gas. Really, when we need to fill up our cars, we need to go to the gas station to put gas in our car. Um, when we're grilling with, uh, propane, we usually say, I need to go get our propane tank filled. We don't say we, we need, we say we need to go get propane. Um, and the gas we have for our gas fireplace, we call that gas Yeah. for some reason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's used interchangeably in different ways, but gas is usually used for our car. Propane is usually used when you're getting propane or gas for your grill. Yeah, and oil for the house. Oil but for when the in, house, yeah. When in doubt, though, Freddie, just say gas, and I'm sure they will know what you're talking about. Mm. Like, oh, man, I need some more gas for the grill. We'll know. We'll know. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's very important, though, not to mix the gas. Like Jamie said earlier, I mean, that's not an English lesson. That's just like a life lesson. If you're if you're mixing gases, that can be that could be pretty bad. And you would never or nor should you ever put car gasoline on a fire or to start a fire. Very, very dangerous. So if you ever right. come to the United States and camp, you would never use car gas to start a fire. Very dangerous. We have, we have some family members that like to do that, <laughs> but we're going to talk about blow up. Very sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't even know. No. Yeah, Harry from Indonesia says, you didn't even know that your wife won a beauty contest. No, she's never bragged about that. She never said, I, oh, I, you are I, a lucky guy. You you are a beauty queen husband. Well, I only mentioned that because like usually well like um, a homecoming court, like you have, uh, they all ride on the back of a car, a convertible. It's a big thing. So in the parade. 
Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Be proud of that fourth grade beauty pageant win. All right. Um, fireworks. I think most people know fireworks. It wouldn't be a 4th of July lesson if I didn't talk about fireworks. But I think that is something you all know. And you know what? You actually don't really need, we don't need a definition for that because they are on the screen. Fireworks. The next one, oh, I didn't read this sentence. This is, if you want some more shadowing practice, this is back for the hot dog eating contest. So I will say this one more time uh, if you want to practice shadowing here. A 4th of July tradition is watching the hot dog eating contest on Coney Island in New York City. So I thought that would be a helpful sentence for prepositions. I'll read it one more time. A 4th of July tradition is watching the hot dog eating contest on Coney Island in New York City. But the next one, one of my favorites mm -hmm. right there. So we have fireworks. Those are the big things that explode in the sky. They blow up. We will talk about that in a minute. But firecrackers, firecrackers, those are the little things that explode. You might hold those in your hand. It would be dangerous if you did. Some people hold these in their hand. And both fireworks and firecrackers explode. Fireworks and firecrackers explode. There's a short sentence for you there. How are we doing on time, Jamie? Are we good? It's almost 1030. Mm -hmm. No, we're good. All right. All right. Um, the next one here is explosion. So that is the noun. You might have an explosion when a firework goes off goes off is a phrasal verb we might use. So explosion is the noun. You can see that on the slide. It looks like some green smoke of some kind is, is the explosion, but explode is the verb and both firecrackers and fireworks explode. Next one here. This is a tough one. This is a tough one blow up. Now I could do an entire lesson. I might have, in fact, I can do an entire lesson on the phrasal verb blow up, but I want to talk about two ways we use blow up and they're very different in English. So you might have an explosion like the one on the right. You can see something was blown up there. That's the past tense blown up. So there can be a violent piece to blow up. Fireworks blow up in the sky. But on the left, you might hear of someone blowing up a balloon. And there, there's no violence, no, no real danger there. I mean, we talk about celebrities blowing up. We talk about pictures being blown up. Phrasal verbs, very tough. Any thoughts so far, Jamie? I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. I just want to go back to the firecrackers. If you come <laughs> to America and you buy those, you should never light them in your hands. It's yeah, don't do it. Never. You never. can just tie those little uh, the the little white. Uh, what do you call those? The uh, fuse. The, uh, oh, the fuse. Yeah, you just tie them together and light them, and they'll still make 
Um, when I was younger, a lot of kids would throw these at each other. It's just, I hate those. Those are, I mean, they don't, they just make a loud pop. That's it. Yeah. Don't, dogs don't light them prob- in your hands. Dogs yeah. probably light them, right? Uh, dogs. No, that's, I mean, that's an interesting point. There's a, I mean, dogs are notoriously um, very anxious and afraid on 4th of July with fireworks, New Year's Eve. There's a lot of fireworks. A lot of people on our social media um, have already started posting. Remember, there's dogs that live in the neighborhood um, or there's children living in the neighborhood. So if we could have a stop time on the fireworks so you're not lighting them at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and waking everybody up. Um, yeah. So. And I don't, I don't want to bring the chat down, but I do feel I should mention um, people who have fought in the war, veterans, if they've mm-hmm. ever experienced combat, they can have a very difficult time on the 4th of July. Those explosions might bring back bad memories. So that is, um, oh, we lost Jamie. That is one serious thing that I, I thought we should mention. Like that's, that's really sad. Some people who have fought in wars, they have a hard time on the 4th of July. And Jamie, Jamie is back too. Um, but Jamie mentioned fuse. I do not have that as one of our words. But fuse is that little string thing that you light. Right, I think Jamie is back with us. Hey, one question. She's gone. So I can't ask her the question. I was uh, actually going to try to make Jamie mad, which is one thing I love doing. And I was going to ask, maybe she's back now. I was going to ask, Jamie, now you said do not light a firecracker in your hand. Can you light a firecracker in your mouth? We can't hear Jamie, but I think she said yes. No, no, she said no. No, do not do not light a firecracker in your mouth. Okay. I mean, hey, you do you. If you want to live on the wild side, you know, I'm not the good parent. Hey, try it. See what happens. No. Is, is, uh, is YouTube going to get mad at me? No, don't be safe when lighting firecrackers. All right. Dan's English lessons is wondering, Brent. Do U.S. children tend to blow those firecrackers up when it comes to Christmas? Just one question is aroused in my head. I bet everyone has this kind of habit. Spill their guts. All right, spill their guts. Um, when you hear that term, just means like, tell me what's on your mind. Just say everything you're thinking. We have lost Jamie, by the way. She's something going on, some technical issues there. Um, so about fireworks, firecrackers, There are two major holidays in the United States where you will hear firecrackers or fireworks going off. One, of course, of course, 4th of July, and two would be New Year's Eve. So when one year ends, December 31st, and another one begins, actually, I hear Jamie, she might be talking on the phone. Jamie uh, is a very important person. So she was, um, I think, trying to handle a couple different things. Maybe she will join us a little bit later. The next one, sparklers. So while fireworks and firecrackers can be very dangerous, sparklers are a little less dangerous. They're not completely safe. You can get burned on a sparkler with a sparkler, but a lot of little children 
like to do sparklers on the 4th of July. I wonder, is that a new word for you? Sparklers. Oh, you know what? I have a, a sentence here that might help you with your shadowing practice, with your pronunciation, if you would like. You might blow up a balloon, but fireworks can also blow up in the sky. I'll say that one more time. You can always watch this on replay or pause it and rewind. You might blow up a balloon, but fireworks can also blow up in the sky. Let's check the chat just to make sure I haven't missed anything. Audie's here. I didn't think Audie would be here. He said yesterday he had something to do. I'm so glad you are here, Audie. Oh, no. Thamer lives in Australia, and it's getting late. Well, I have good news. The lesson is almost done. And I had more good news that uh, Jamie was back for a minute. But now we just have a, a blank screen. So it looks like Jamie is gone again. But hey, this lesson is live. You never know what's going to happen. And Jamie, Jamie might have had to have, she might have had to leave. And I do need to take Jamie somewhere. We have only one car right now. My daughter has our other car. All right. Is she back? She's back. Maybe. Is it, can you hear me? Can we hear you? Hey, we can hear you. Okay. Look at that. <laughs> Welcome. I should have warned you before that, I, hey, I'm going to pull you on That's okay. um, to use another phrasal verb. All right. I think we have uh, a couple more slides here to talk about we just talked about we just talked about sparklers mm -hmm. so, um would you advise not putting a sparkler in your mouth yes okay hold those only in your hands yes have you ever been burned by a sparkler uh no those are they're pretty safe i mean even like the sparks that come off um they're not very hot or they burn off really quickly in the air. So, nope, I've never been burned by those. Oh, well, I have a really quick story. I was actually burned when I was a kid. I remember it well because it hurt so much. But um, my family, my, I think my dad was lighting the sparklers for me and I was having fun twirling them. That's a verb, twirling them around. And then when we were done, we would put them on the ground and they're still a little hot and I was walking around without any shoes. I was walking around barefoot and I stepped on one of the old sparklers. And guess what? It hurt. Hurt quite a bit. So I've been burned. All right, the next one, one of my favorite. Oh, look at this, Mary. This is why we do these lessons because it helps other people. Mary, I kept my three-volume notebook from your past two years of live streams and lessons. I was going over them and appreciating your job. Mary, thank you so much. Mary has been around with the channel since almost day one, I think so. Mary, Iran. And uh, I was talking to a teacher from Iran on Instagram. We might do a little collaboration or something. Hmm. All right, and um, the next one, Jamie, this is yours, by the way. So if you want to say anything about this, I wasn't going to put this on here. I totally forgot about some mores, but how can you have the 4th of July without some mores? 
we will talk about how you make a s'more. You first need a bonfire. So that is just a fire you might have in a pit. Actually have a lesson at a hotel that had fire pits. But you need a fire to warm your marshmallow, which we will talk about in a minute. Um, and you need a graham cracker and you need some chocolate. Do you have any thoughts on s'mores, Jamie? Are you a s'mores girl? I hate s'mores. <laughs> that I, is un-American. I, I, I know. I do like like a good marshmallow like on a fire, like a melted marshmallow, but I don't like – it's really, really sweet um, and messy and sticky and just – I don't like all the flavors together. I do like like s'mores ice cream. I do like s'mores flavor. I just don't actually like the physical s'mores. I'd rather just have a plain marshmallow, but it's usually just a graham cracker, um, a Hershey's piece of chocolate you break off and yep. And two graham crackers. And then you, um, actually, so you actually do, um, you warm up the marshmallow in the fire first. There you go. Just like that. And then you should already have the graham cracker, um, ready. And then you just put that chocolate piece on it. And then when the marshmallow comes off, you put the marshmallow on top of the chocolate and then put the other one on top. Uh, very nicely said. Yeah. So if anybody wants a s'more, Jamie just told you how to make one. You just need, oh, there goes Hank. Hank just walked by. Um, there he is. Look at that. That's Hank. Oh, maybe he has to go out. Yeah. You definitely want to get a dog when he says, hey, I got to go out got to get them out there because we don't want to have any messes on the floor yeah jamie just talked about all that stuff right there so if you have any questions about see we'll get her out of there if you have any questions about s'mores jamie jamie knows it all you need chocolate i didn't put that on there you need chocolate i figured everyone knew what chocolate was yeah you toast your marshmallow you get your graham cracker sandwich ready Put it all together, you got a s'more. And I didn't know why they were called s'mores before I looked it up, but it means like you always want some more. Look at that in the chat there. Like if you have one, you want another one. So you always want some more. So I guess that's why they call them s'mores. <laughs> Hello, Hank. Yeah, Hank was going to come on, I thought. Jamie was going to put Hank on for a minute. But um, he had to go out. So that's going to do it for the lesson. I hope you know a little bit more about the 4th of July. Jamie and I have somewhere we need to go. I don't think we're going to be too late. So um, we will get to that. Fun times. Busy. That's why I couldn't do a live stream yesterday. It was a or tomorrow. My goodness. That is why I can't do a live stream tomorrow because I'm going to be just a little too busy. But I didn't want the 4th of July to pass without doing an English lesson on the 4th of July. <laughs> All right. Luckily, when um, Dan's English lesson said obliterated, there's a great verb. Um, if you obliterate something, um, luckily my feet were not obliterated. Now, if something gets blown up, we might say it was obliterated. That just means like they're 
parts of that all over the place. Um, tornadoes. Last week I did a live English lesson on tornadoes and uh, it can obliterate your house. A tornado could obliterate your house. Just totally destroy it. Nothing left. Uh, yeah, Audie, I hope everything went well. Um, Audie was taking pictures, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and Audie is a channel member. He is a, a gold member. So we sometimes talk back and forth on Volley. If you would like to become a member, there is a link somewhere down there or in the chat, I think, pinned to the chat. Please like the lesson if you got any English out of this lesson and also subscribe if you haven't subscribed so you never miss another lesson. Cecilia has been around since the beginning of the channel, one of the first subscribers, maybe one of the first three. So Cecilia, thank you. I appreciate that. Casey says the greatest teacher of all time. That is impressive, Casey. I don't know if I can agree, but I, I thank you for that. It makes my head feel big. It inflates my ego. So John, I'm glad you could stop by. Thank you so much. Oh, what is that? I think you have a new gold member. Um, yeah, it's, I, it costs a little bit more to become a gold member. Um, there aren't many gold members, like 10. So it's very easy for me to send a quick video message. Audie and I talk almost daily. Audie has like a great life there in Thailand. So um, just a little bit of extra practice for your, for your English, if you would like it. I know it's expensive. I think it's $3 a month, but keeps the, keeps the numbers low. Hey, seriously, thank you all. I hope you have a good weekend. If you're going to celebrate the 4th on Monday, I hope you have fun. If you can, eat a hot dog, unless you're a vegetarian. Uh, maybe have a bonfire. Maybe blow some stuff up. That's what some Americans say they are going to do on the 4th. Hey, you want to get together and blow some stuff up? Dangerous. Dangerous. Be careful whenever you're working with fireworks firecrackers, all that stuff. Thank you so much. This was a fun hour. I hope you also had fun and uh, I'll see you next week.